0: With Stuart Pink and Mark sirby
1: Film Reviews and Movie News. Yes, it is.
0: It's Film Reviews and Movie News with me, Stuart Pink. And joining me for it, legend has it, his high school diaries was the unofficial inspiration for the movie Mean Girls. It's Mark Searby. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch
1: happen. <laughs> do you know what I love Mean Girls I love Mean Girls Go- but to be fair because it's your story it is my story actually yeah. I, I, I love Mean Girls I love Clueless as well you know all of these films that really I shouldn't at all I'm totally yeah you're not necessarily
0: the target I'm audience. not the target audience
1: but you know these these um, these coming of age uh, female centric movies I'm a big fan of those I really am I just Mean Girls especially they're a good fan aren't they yeah I've seen Mean Girls a lot of times um, but then, you know, look, let's face it, it helps when it's written by Tina Fey, who is incredibly funny. You know, anybody who's seen the 30 Rock knows how funny Tina Fey is. Um, yes. And obviously uh, Sisters as well. She's really good in that. Uh, I haven't seen Mr. Mayor yet, but uh, Tina Fey, yes, absolutely. Um, and Mean Girls. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down for that film. I love that film. You are
0: just a mean girl at heart. Yes, really. I think
1: so. I think so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i suppose I didn't ask you to be in the film you could have been i
1: don't know. background no. yeah maybe kind of just a background the, extra possibly the extra jocks yes yes like um uh, what's the film you know that obviously now it's a meme where steve buscemi dresses up as a kid uh, and he's got the skateboard and the hat and he goes back into school. He's like, hi kids <laughs> yeah. um i can't yeah. remember what the film yeah, yeah. is but uh yeah that'd be me that'd Hey, yes, backwards baseball cap on. Exactly, this is what the kids wear nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, Oh, dear, honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh, How are you, sir? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Um, so, Good. obviously, we're talking about schools there because our first film for review this week is Honor Society. Um, it, I mean, it is Honor, isn't it? It's not Honor.
0: H- honour. Yeah, because, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I'd go honour. Yeah, okay. Because it's yeah, it's yeah.
1: spelt H-O-N-O-R. Obviously, it's the American spelling, so Honour Society.
0: Must admit, I saw your email. I was like, Mark spelled it wrong. Yes, oh, I, I know, I, was like, oh, I know. No,
1: but no, it's the American <laughs> way of spelling honour. Yeah, and also, oh, is that what it is? it's actually about... A young girl called Honor as well. So, you know, it's not just an, you know, an oh, Honor Society. It's so, she spelled her whole name wrong. She Well, in, in America, they've spelt it right and they would say, we're spelling oh. it right. But that's a whole other. Listen, let's not get down oh, that let's rabbit not hole. Go down. Exactly. don't so, open that can of wood. So, this film, Honor Society, is about Honor, whose sole focus is to get into Harvard. She is willing to do whatever it takes. She decides to concoct a plan to take down her top three competitors in the school until things take a turn when she unexpectedly falls for her biggest competition. Oh, no. So, oh. obviously, you were bringing up Mean Girls earlier because this is kind of in the ballpark. There's a vibe, there isn't there? There in there theres I mean, I was watching it and I was thinking this is more clueless, but you're right, It it is Mean Girls as well. Um, there's more than a touch of clueless about it. Granted, nothing can touch the brilliance of Mean Girls or Clueless. Um, they're, they're amazing to me. They still are. Um However, I think, you know, honest society has got a little bit of clueless in it, and I think it does it very well because it's a very sharp takedown about teenagers in today's society. I think it's got something to say about their attitudes to life at their age. It's got something to say about social media. It's even got something to say about struggling to find yourself as well. Um, Mm. However, I think the biggest thing it has to say is the ideas behind manipulation that honor uses um it's sharp it's it's witty it's a bit deranged as well it's quite funny all the way through i love the way that honor play that honor not only plays certain people off of each other but also the way she manages to do it with relative ease as well i mean there's a moment in the film where she talks about she's been researching the teacher who can get her into harvard since she was nine years old you know, <laughs> this woman knows yeah. everything about duking the stats, manipulating the system, wrapping people yeah. around her finger as well. Um, Future politician. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but she's not bad. Honor is not bad. Okay, we've got to say that okay. she's just focused, maybe is the word to describe yeah. it. Driven. Yeah, driven, yes, exactly. Very much so. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the way the film makes her out to be. But there are times in the film where I kind of thought, Is she going too far? And the film does at times go against her, especially when she's trying to manipulate Michael, who's the other person who's possibly going to Harvard and the one who she subsequently falls in love with. Um, Her stalking of him to find out who he really is, where he really lives, is quite evil. Yet that's the point. You know, she will stop at nothing, even if it means taking down someone like Michael, who... Is a really nice kid, just a nice kid, you know. Yeah, he's not driven oh. or anything else like that. It's just a nice kid, and she can't understand why he's in the top three, basically. Um, I thought Angora Rice as honor was excellent. I'd got a very emma roberts in american horror story vibe from her i especially liked when she broke the fourth wall and talks directly to the camera thought that was kind of witty and quite funny as well
0: cool yeah um, that's good
1: yeah i however i kind of think she's eclipsed by uh gayton uh, matarazzo who plays michael now obviously most might know him from stranger things yes he's the kid. Of
0: star at the moment, yes he?
1: he's the kid with the curly hair he's kind of the goofy kid in that as well yeah um I think in this one, he's less Stranger Things in it. He's actually much more reserved, a little bit sullen. And it's nice to see him... Be able to play a different character because you just think, ah, oh, it's just going to be playing the same character from Stranger Things in every film, blah, 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 etc., etc.
0: He's got that across to bear, isn't he? That he's, he's made it as a huge character, yes. in a huge franchise early on.
1: Yes, that's the issue. Whereas with this one, slightly different, reins it in a little bit. I like that about oh, yeah. it. I actually thought they worked well together in this one. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think this is a smart little flick. Look, it's not the biggest film or the best film, or, you know, it's nowhere near Clueless, or Mean Girls, or anything else like that. It's nowhere near Smart either, by the way. Smart, still an amazing film. Oh, yeah. Um, but it has, it has all hallmarks of those movies in it. So I thought, you know, it's got to, it tackles a few big issues in there as well. But on the whole, entertaining. And what more can you say if you want an entertaining film? This does, you know, it, it does the job. It does the job
0: does the job nicely and it's it released just about school holiday time is this a coincidence well, do we think?
1: Hmm. Uh, possibly I, I mean i it's certainly aimed at teenagers that's the thing there's no okay. two ways about it yeah. it's you know it's not a it's not a kids and movie and anything. and me yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah i think you know releasing it now yes absolutely and um, we should say obviously it's released on a, it, it's streaming exclusively on paramount plus
0: oh is this one of those it's one of Power those yes lot. so it's a paramount movie, okay.
1: streaming exclusively on paramount plus
0: new subscription required yes um <laughs> so honor society um graded highly what
1: yes yes graded um, quite highly yes with honors it, well, not with honors no but <laughs> oh. uh with with merit
0: with merit, with with merit. merit. excellent yes. well said Lovely. What else you got for us,
1: So on digital platforms, uh, so you can uh, stream this, uh, paid streaming, basically, on you know all of the places that you get your digital movies from. George Michael, Freedom Uncut. It's oh, wow. a documentary where George reflects on a life-changing period when he allows us access to his memories, uh, thoughts, unseen footage, and photographs never seen before.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Yes, so this is the documentary that George Michael was putting the finishing touches to when he sadly passed away in 2016. Um mm. so it's sort of become a bit of a legacy piece really, not just about his music but also about his private life. And I'm a huge George Michael fan. Okay, let me get that out of the way first. I'm massive. From oh, yes. a, a huge. Good. Saw him saw him in concert twice. Uh, you know. So, yeah, oh, wow. uh, own all of the albums and yeah, just just a massive fan throughout all my life. So I've seen most of the documentaries. I've read all of the books, obviously. Uh-huh. You know, I've seen all so of the... Yes. I think this is the... possibly you you you... the most open and honest he ever was. I keep saying was because, obviously, you know, yeah. it's, it's in past tense, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. Um, So the documentary does, a early on, it does a quick bit about Wham. Then it does a slightly longer bit about his early solo career, you know, freedom and uh, um, anything, a careless whisper as well, basically. There's some interesting stories in there. Some of them have been told before, whatever. However, the documentary really starts to hit when it delves into George's first love, a gentleman called Anselmo, uh, who he met at one of his own concerts okay and the way oh, okay. that George tells the story about seeing him for the first time I thought was absolutely hilarious he then goes <laughs> on to explain how happy he was with Anselmo and he's ready to spend the rest of his life with him and he, you know he's just feeling so relieved then the devastating news that Anselmo has an AIDS related illness now some of the interview footage here is utterly heartbreaking to see oh, wow. yeah to see George Michael talk about it years later, but struggle, even at those parts, mm. it just showed how deeply he cared for this guy, really cared for him. And it was tough. It was tough watching those moments. And I can imagine it was tough for George Michael when he was editing it as well. Um Yeah.
0: So really raw kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, still to this day, really. Um, Yeah. Mm. Yet, here's the interesting thing, and this is what this documentary... I think is really good at showing yet what came out of that period of struggle and heartbreak and everything else that went with it from for George Michael was older, which is an album which the documentary spends a lot of time on, which I love. I I genuinely think it's George Michael's masterpiece, to be honest with you. I love that album. Um there are some truly revelatory moments during this time and the way that I I kind of think it shows George Michael getting back to his love of music is really inspiring and the way that he talks about how this album was a healing thing for him.
0: Yeah. And I'm oh, like yeah.
1: this is great. You know, this is as I said it it it's it's memories that we'd never heard from before as well. I thought that was great. And the way that he talks about how older helped other people and he would be, he would be stopped in the street and people would talk to him about how this album really helped other them dealing with grief. And I'm like, this is fantastic. This is really good stuff. Um, I'm also, I, I really like the bit in the documentary as well, where it doesn't shy away from his court case with Sony music, you know, there's, well, actually, there's quite a few people interviewed in this documentary. A few of them worked for Sony Music at the time when the court case was happening. So I like the <laughs> fact that it was telling you from both sides as well. Yeah, um, fairly honest yeah. representation of that's it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's people going, well, we were working with George and we love George. But at the same time, we were like, what can we do? We're, we're paid by Sony Music. You know, we have to tow the, the company line. So I like that about it. I like the fact that it didn't gloss over his arrest for a lewd act in a public toilet as well. Um, you know, it could... The trailer seems to deal with that pretty well. It does. It, so do you know what? A bit of humour about it. The whole documentary deals with it really well. And it's interesting you yeah. bring up the humour thing because here's the great thing about this documentary in that moment is that... The way that George Michael has arranged this part of the documentary is actually really funny because you go, "Uh, uh," but then he takes ownership of what he did and he turns it into a bit of a comedy routine for himself. (laughs) <laughs> and it shows you him doing the comedy routine uh, on Parkinson, and then he sends himself up in extras, you know, opposite Ricky Gervais. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I was really impressed with the fact that he turned around. And he went, you know what? Let's own it. Let's do this. Let's show this. And yeah, then obviously, you know, enough. he he wrote the song outside, and it was a huge hit. And he oh, basically yeah. went, yes. yes, I know. I'm just going to own it all, and I like that about it. I did. Um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously mentioning there's interview Brilliant. people from Sony Music. There's loads of people interviewed in this documentary. Loads of friends and family. Uh, sorry, loads of friends in this. Um, so there's people like Naomi Campbell, Ricky Gervais, Elton John. They've all really got good stories to tell. Now the interesting addition here to the to this documentary is Liam Gallagher who oh, wow yeah okay. uh, you wouldn't imagine them to. see not out, no no it, the, he didn't say that they were friends or anything else like that um all oh, right so this is why I'm like well this is interesting and it turns out to be an inspired choice because Liam Gallagher talks about George Michael's change from being a boy band member to a real artist and he even breaks down some of George Michael's lyrics, because they've got a record there and they play the record, basically. Um And he sat there and he's going, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see what he's done there. Yeah. And he analyzes the lyrics. Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like Liam Gallagher. I get that. That's understandable. Um He is a very divisive character. But in this... I I was just mightily impressed with him because he came away and he went, yeah, yeah, well, you know, he's not my type of music or whatever. else But actually he was. And actually the music he was putting out was incredible. And he was, you know, having a go at the establishment. He was open and honest about his sexuality as well. And, And I'm like, this is interesting coming from... This type yeah. of singer was kind of around at
0: the same time, yeah, exactly. Exa- um, and he talks yeah. about
1: that as well. He talks about, you know, owning a George Michael album when possibly it wasn't cool to do that. So I thought that was really good, actually. Um, nice. you no, know, I'm just mightily impressed with this documentary as a whole. I, I think it sets out what, what George probably wanted it to do, which is remind us that he made some of the greatest pop songs ever, even though he was suffering in private. You know, from his love life and also yeah. the subsequent death of his lover, and then almost immediately his mum dying as well, and then also his struggles, um, with being honest about it with himself about his sexuality as well. I mean, it's all here in this documentary, and I'm just really impressed with it. Really impressed with it.
0: Amazing, clearly, an inspiring person, uh, for for loads of people. So, do you think this sort of really flips the lid on? Uh, you've seen lots of other documentaries and stuff. Is this the one you'd recommend uh, out of all of them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it's it's all in good saying, well, George Michael was making this documentary about himself. Yes, he was. But at the same time, I think the fact that you have somebody who's going, you know what, I'm more open with myself than possibly a lot of other people who were making documentaries about themselves are, that's a good mm. thing. You know, he, as we said... Pokes fun at himself when he was arrested uh, it, it includes a lot of heartbreaking moments in this documentary. Whereas I think a lot of people would just go, here's the music, here's the music. And the music was this and this and this and whatever yeah. else, you know. Don't go too deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas this is very much how his private life was influencing his professional life and vice versa as well. I think that's the interesting thing to note about this is that you know the, the there comes a time where he realizes actually they're they're one and the same, and he comes right at the end of the documentary he comes to a really interesting conclusion about himself, and I was like that's that's good you know it took him unfortunately it took him until sadly towards the end of his life to understand who he was as a person, but hmm. what he says in the documentary I thought was very good
0: amazing so this is Freedom Uncut. Yes, we should say um, that. So,
1: obviously, there's lots of documentaries about George Michael out there. This is George Michael Freedom Uncut. It is made by George Michael and it was finished off by uh, one of his long term friends as well.
0: Excellent. And this is where is, is this available?
1: So, it's where on the... digital platforms, uh, paid for streaming and, and download, basically. So, wherever you get it, you know, Prime Video, Sky Q, or, you know, iTunes and loads of other places, basically. Fantastic. What else you got go first? Uh, so something slightly different. Um, but oh, I'm maybe in the source of same thing, because unfortunately, <laughs> there's the two people involved in this documentary have also passed, I'm afraid. Um, oh. So this is a film. This is a documentary called Fire of Love. It's about intrepid scientists and lovers, Katia and Morris Kraft, who died in a volcano explosion, doing the very thing that brought them together, which is unraveling the mysteries of volcanoes by capturing the most explosive imagery ever recorded.
0: Wow, that is a rock and roll relationship, isn't it? <laughs> Blimey! Imagine that for a first date. What you fancy doing? Go to the park? No, let's go.
1: Let, let's go and sit a at volcano. the base of a volcano and and uh, check <laughs> it all out. Yeah, I mean, look, you've seen the you've seen the trailer for this. Yeah. Wow. What a couple. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You know they they, they were some of the biggest scientists who were examining volcanoes um, during their life part, lifetime, which was 70s, 80s, I, I think, you know. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of, I mean, some of the footage in this documentary is, is staggering. And considering oh, it yeah. was shot in the-, the trailer's Yeah, exactly. You know, considering it was shot in the 70s and 80s, the quality yeah. is actually really good. Um, mm. And I think it gives you a great sense of scale as to how big these volcanoes and explosions were into proportions to human beings. I mean- When Katia and Morris have stood next to it, it certainly gives you a thing. Um, So the documentary looks at their academic accomplishments. Then at the same time, in the same archival footage, it looks at their relationship. And it's a relationship that shows that they were in love and their love was with each other because they believed they had found each other's soulmate due to their obsession with volcanoes.
0: That's a pretty cool bond, isn't it? It, it,
1: I mean, it is. It really is. Forged in the fires of the earth. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's some lovely footage of them at home relaxing and yet at the same time being completely consumed by volcanoes, as in, you know, looking at um, uh, drawings and maps and everything else that goes with it for them planning their next trip. So it's a documentary about love and obsession and personality and. Professionalism and all loads of stuff, basically. Now, also, the documentary is seeking to look back at Kraft's legacy of work through their videos, basically. So, director Sarah Dosser uses archival footage, I think, in giving us a greater understanding of what these two people were discovering back then and how it fits into today's scientific discoveries. On volcanoes and volcanic oh. rock as well. I mean, look, yeah. don't worry; it's not overly scientific. You know, even a dummy like me got to grips with it. Okay,
0: <laughs> you don't need to be a pro. You don't
1: need to be a pro. Geologist, absolutely or not. It's sort no. of scientific discovery documentary. You know, it's a it's the sort of thing that you would watch on Discovery or something else yeah. like that. You know, nice. it's it's broken down for for the layman, shall we say, which is me. Um, yeah. Also, and this is probably one of my favourite bits of the documentary, is that it's sort of a like a relaxing nature documentary. And I know that sounds weird, and uh, you know, when you're dealing with volcanoes, <laughs> you're like uh, how can it be relaxing? Yet when you view the footage of, of the craft that the crafts shot, and it's set to music by Roiksop or Air, then it becomes this sort of hypnotic nature in full flow. That I'm kind of, I'm watching it. I'm going, you know what? These moments hmm. would fit in very nicely to Kojanigotsky, which is, you know, one of... Yeah, your, we reviewed to Yes, it, and I would said to it. you, you need <laughs> yes. to see Kojanigotsky, which, you know, to me is one of the greatest documentaries ever made about nature and, and human life. This kind of fits in quite nicely with it. It's quite mesmerising. Um, <laughs> also, I've got well. to say, Miranda July, who does a voiceover, has got this delicate almost pitch perfect voice to do it all as well. Just all the way through the documentary. I'm just like, this is this is just delightful. Yeah. This is it just worked nicely. You know, it was the right person for it as well. Um so I I really like this documentary. I love how it works on many different levels. And even if it was just one level it worked on, it would still be compelling. Yet Zara Dossa has made I think quite an addictive watch and not for what you would expect it to be, which is predominantly people are sat there going, okay, we're waiting for them to die. You big know,
0: the explosion. Yes. The big dramatic we're waiting. Scenes, we're yeah. waiting.
1: You know, I mean, listen, let's be honest. There's a lot of us who who would watch this documentary and go, okay, are they going to show the footage? You know, um, <laughs> but that's not what this documentary is about really. Instead. It's something that I think is both intelligent and entertaining without it being far too scientific to alienate dummies like me. Nice. Oh, lovely.
0: Uh, so Fire of Love, uh, it looks great. Where, where can we, we find so it? So this
1: is showing in cinemas at the moment. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the footage deserves to be seen on the big screen. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Um, but yes, Fire of Love in cinemas as we speak.
0: Awesome best uh, volcanic movie of the year <laughs> <laughs> has there been any, any other i can't i, can't I think don't think there has no. No, no not
1: not this year no um no i mean it's <laughs> You know, it's it's not Dante's Peak or Volcano. Or I was going like to say, you know, is it,
0: it best movie since Dante's Peak? Are we no, going there for no, uh, no, Not quite. Well,
1: Dante's Peak is a <laughs> slightly Brosnan different thing.
0: Driving through the river.
1: Exactly. There's no Pierce Brosnan <laughs> doing Pierce Brosnan action stuff. Uh, no, this is very different. Very, very different. Um, but still, you know, it's just, as I said, it's just a really good documentary. Really good documentary.
0: But clearly, Pierce Brosnan based himself on Maurice
1: Craft. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I I would be intrigued to know if he did. I really would be. <laughs> That's
0: the guy. That's who I'm going
1: to be. I'm going to yeah. base it off Maurice Kraft. That's who I'm going to be—the action <laughs> vulca- uh, volcanologist.
0: Amazing! It looks like a great watch. Uh, what have you got for us next week? So Bob?
1: next week we're going to uh, we're going to talk about a new Brad Pitt movie called Bullet Train. Oh, bullet train. You can imagine what that's going to be. Is that the HS2, is it? (laughs) It's not, no. It's really not, no. (laughs) Uh, We're also going to be talking about an animated movie uh, called Luck. This comes from people who have worked on Kung Fu Panda and Cars and SpongeBob SquarePants. So this is an animated movie called Luck, which is on Apple TV. And then we're also going to be talking about uh, a new film starring Mark Rylance, and it's called The Outfit. That's on DVD and Blu ray. The outfit. Yes, yes.
0: Another film I have to dress up for. You I will have to dress two. up
1: for it because it is set inside a tailor's. So, yes, you will have to dress up for oh. it. So, don't be turning up with your scruffy beard. Get that trimmed. Get your three piece <laughs> suit on. Because I've seen, <laughs> listen, I've seen pictures of you in that three piece suit and you look good in it. Oh,
0: thank you very much. So, it's, if you it's could... amazing what you can do. A bit of effort. <laughs> <in it.
1: laughs> well, can you make an effort <laughs> next week, please? Because this week you've not made an effort. Um <laughs> Hey,
0: there's nothing wrong with Star Wars pyjamas.
1: There isn't. It's true, (laughs) but maybe not on yourself because you're still wearing them even though they were bought for you when you were 12.
0: (laughs) All right, free pre-suit next week.
1: Please, thank you.
0: You bringing the top hat and cane?
1: Listen, I'm going to dress up as well. Don't you worry about it.
0: I'll get myself a monocle.
1: (laughs) Film Reviews and Movie News with Stuart Pink and Mark Seabee.